Welcome to the PT Legends Podcast, where co-hosts Dave Bess and myself, Scott Carpenter, share our journey in secrets of success. From our humble beginnings as personal training employees of a big box gym, to struggling studio owners that have made every mistake in the book, to where we are now, the owners of a multi-seven-figure business operating multiple personal training studios internationally, and now coach and mentor to fitness professionals in five countries and counting. This is our story, and these are our secrets. Subscribe to our podcast, learn, take action, and build your own fitness empire. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the PT Legends show. I am your host, Scott Carpenter, rocking it solo as a host, but we have an awesome guest today. Um, today's show is about the fortune is in the follow-up with Dustin Bogle. Um, awesome guy. Before we get to the episode, this is, of course, brought to you by PT Legends, where we help you shatter the glass ceiling in your business by teaching you the exact steps on how to, at the very least, double or triple your currently monthly rates for new clients and charge your true value, even if you bolt on a high ticket transformation or just raise your prices. What if every client paid you two to four times more than they currently are? How would that change your business? How would that change your life, more importantly? This is exactly what we teach you how to do without doing any more work than you are already doing. So if you're interested, go to pclegends.com or book a call from the link in the show notes if you're ready to learn more. So now back to the show, back to this episode. Dustin, welcome to the PT Legends podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, Scott. I'm super excited to just talk shop and help these guys get some more sales in their gyms, man. Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, so for those of you, uh, Dustin Boga is Dustin Boga is a multi-location gym owner. Um, he is also the founder of of Gym Reinforcements, which offers done for you lead nurture, which is a really really tricky spot for a lot of gym owners. And in fact, uh, Dustin, I think that's why you created it. It's like this was a pain point for you. You created a solution, and then yeah, like absolutely. other gym owners, like, hey, I I, I have that same problem. Yeah. It, honestly, it came up in 2020 when all of us had to close our doors. And so everything you're used to running physically, we all had to learn to do virtually, right? Like most people probably start offering Zoom training, Zoom workouts. Mm -hmm. And and so then they're like, well, hey, I'm used to people coming into my gym and sitting down and doing these one-on-one -on -one sales. So it's like sales has come to a screeching halt. I know there's people out there, you know, like if you were in a state that they kind of reopen quickly, like you want to get back to selling or, but if people are not, how are you going to you know, make a sale? Um, so I've always been like a person to kind of push against the norm and try and test new things. I'm not afraid to fail. And so I kind of was like, it, it was one of those things where you hear about a lot of businesses like are getting prepared for the next downturn so that they can help people in a specific area. Well, that was 100% me. I had hired my first remote salesperson in 2017. And I just had that same problem a lot of gym owners have, which is the whole lead nurture being owned really well, it's always been a Frankenstein part of the client experience. Like, hey, coach, you know, hey, you came to me, you said you needed more hours. How about after you're done coaching, you do some lead nurture? Or, um, hey, admin, you know, I, I everybody's got to have an admin at front desk. Like, can you do some, you know, whenever you're not doing anything with the clients? And so no one owns it. It's just this hot potato. You keep throwing it around and like, whose job is it to own it? And so a lot of owners don't think of that as a position in itself, they try to like, you know, kind of mash it up. And, you know, the owner, when they're doing it, they're going to be fire at it because it's their company, it's their business, their backs against the wall. 
but finding that person. And so my, you know, this kind of like evolved over time. The first time that I was being challenged on it was super frustrated, multiple gyms. Again, I know Scott, you and I have a similar story. I I went too aggressive. I opened six gyms in six years and I, I was not ready it. for that. <laughs> I, I had the first one that was barely making any money. And in like eight months, seven, eight months, something like that, I had a second one. And then I had four or was it five within within literally like three years or something like that? So stupid. Yeah. Because, you know, when you get the formula down, you think you can repeat it. But what you're not thinking, at least I didn't, it was corporate level like leadership. Like who will oversee all of these? Because I can't. Eventually my, you know, like radiance gets thinned down and like it's not hitting people as I'm not being in contact with them as much. And now my influence, my impact is far less filtered down. So uh, again, dummy, didn't know what I didn't know, just went after it, opened a ton of gyms. And so that's kind of the failing point is like a higher level leadership. I just thought of like local level, like, hey, if there's just a manager there, all is good, but they need leadership too. And so, um, you know, that that that's my mistake. And so when you get to that level, there are things that get exposed in your business. So it's like, I was really good, kind of like with you. I had one, I'd, it was doing in the 40,000s a month. And then I go to two and I got two doing 30 and then I got three doing 20. And it's like, why did I do this to myself? I'm bringing yeah. in the same money with more people, more headaches, more locations. And I was, you know, more making more exposure. Yeah. 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 And so, um, again, I, I got to get hit in between the eyes sometimes to learn a lesson. And so one of the things when it came to scaling was. Um, admin, like when me or my wife did it, man, we would follow up, we'd lead nurture like a beast. And so I actually had a business coach. And one of the things I would encourage people to do is, you know, hey, like you always got to have a mentor and realize that I don't think any one mentor will solve all the problems in your company. You're probably going to get one to three, maybe five things from them and, and then be happy about that. But a lot of times we can say, yeah, but they didn't help me with this and they didn't help me with that. I've never hired a mentor that's helped me in every problem. Mm -hmm. Like know what you're going shopping for. Like I'm shopping for someone to help me in here. And so I hired one that was all operations because I know that's my weakness. I could sell like a beast. I can market like a beast. I could coach like a beast. But man, like just all the back office stuff drains me. And I don't love that. And so he challenged me and he said, you're, Dustin, I hear you're upset. You've hired an admin. They're not doing lead nurture the way you want it. But why are you asking an admin to do that in the first place? That is not who they are. That's not their personality type. And I said, I don't, I, all my gym owner buddies, like we just have an admin, front desk, receptionist. And he's like, if you put that job offer out, it's like bait you're putting to catch a fish. That is somebody who is organized minded. They like color coding spreadsheets. Maybe they pick up a phone to forward it to someone else. They're introverted. They're not going to be that intro extrovert that's going to go out and make sales. And so he's like, I bet if you just change the bait, you'll catch the right fish. Put up a job posting for sales associate, sales rep, sales agent, sales manager, anything like that. And then see what happens. And man, that was a game changer right there. It's just like crazy how a job title can completely change the success in a role. Mm -hmm. And so that was the first iteration is like, okay, no more admin. Now a person in our company owns follow-up and they're a tried and true sales rep. And so boom, came in, started working in the gym. Next big issue, the gym environment. It's loud. It's distracting. People are stopping at the desk. Someone's yelling on a microphone. There's music blaring. So they're trying to make calls, but now they're going outside, right? And they got to step outside and they, we didn't have like a soundproofed office or nothing. And so 
they're they're like frustrated. And then, you know, again, when things are hard to do, you'll just procrastinate on it. So I started to see like, okay, they're just working text and messenger, but they're not making the calls. And I'm like, the calls are where you make the meaningful conversations and you connect with people, right? Um, And so I was like, man, why are you not making your calls? And so again, trying to be coachable and open-minded, I'm hearing them say, it's the environment, it's loud, the music. And I was like, okay, again, I'm entrepreneur solution. I'm going to find a solution for it. Um, Then I went to the next iteration, which is, hey, more and more people are working from home. They have online jobs. Let me see if I could find a remote salesperson. And that kind of opens up the pool because now I don't have to find someone that lives here within the three to five mile radius. I could find someone in Tennessee or in Michigan or anywhere around the world because it's a remote job and they can make calls and boom, make sales for us. So I started dipping into that and finding remote salespeople that like could work from home. And now that brings joy to their life. They, they get a, a good job that they can do from home and they're solving a problem in our company. And, and I was like, okay, no distractions. They're now focused. They should have a nice office set up with like a good working computer, fast internet and boom, that was the, the iteration that we needed to find. So like that was around again, 2017. So I was again, probably ahead of a lot of- Yeah, definitely ahead of the curve on that. Yeah. And so I would tell my gym owner, but you got to do this. This is awesome. It's been a game changer. And people kind of shrug. And I think as, you know, especially if you have a coaching background, um, you like manual, like you like to touch like agreements. Sometimes they're slow to adapt to digital agreements or like, I want an accountability form that I'm going to fill out. Well, I find a lot of gym owners like that old school. Like I want to see the person in my gym. I want to look over their shoulder, make sure they're working on something. They're not screwing around on YouTube. And like, I want my employees here. I'm a little more willing to trust and to test having remote staff. And so I went that route. And so that was the pushback before 2020. Like, ah, I don't, you know, cool for you, Dustin. Not for me. I like seeing them there in the gym. I'm uncomfortable with that. And so I was like, guys, it's possible. Like, how's Facebook doing it? All their staff all around the world. And, you know, like Google and like, there's there's a way to do it. This is a mental block that you have that you got to work through. I'm quick to like, you know, jump into it. So then we come to 2020 and that's when my phone started ringing off the hook. Mm-hmm. Hey, you've been telling me about this remote salesperson. I have no choice. I must adapt. How are you doing it? How are you finding them? How do you train them? How do you hold them accountable? I've never had a remote staff. They've always been in the gym. And so, you know, again, there was some belief breaking. I was like, sure you have, you know, I tried to handhold them. What about your digital marketer? Did he come to your gym? You trusted him. So I was just like, there's, there's, you just got to kind of ease up a little and kind of open up your mind. And so I would tell people, but then there'd be the next thing that probably any business coach would drives them crazy is like coaching, but no action, like step-by-step step, do these five things. You will have what I have and not doing it. So then again, my solution brain goes to, I'll just do it for you. I'll create a done for you service. You don't have to worry about it. And I'll, you'll, you'll see the results that you you deserve um, by working with us and we'll take everything off your plate. And that's what, that's yeah. what, uh, became of, of gym reinforcements, right? Yep. So that's like the whole origin story behind it. And, you know, what we do is we train people, our people on CRMs. So if you're in Zen Planner, Club Ready, Fit Pro Tracker, Mind Body, we have tutorials on all of them in-house, our version of it, because sometimes mm-hmm. the corporate one is not what we need to teach them. Like basically how to send texts, how to make sales, how to organize your leads. So we have that. Then we're doing sales training. We have a full like sales academy teaching them how to sell fitness um, cause it is a very specific sale, overcoming objections, all that stuff. So like 
you can literally call me and just say, I need a salesperson tomorrow. They're ready. They're trained and boom, they're right into your gym. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's uh, awesome. Cause it's it, lead nurture is tricky. And particularly when you're doing paid leads as well, it becomes yeah. way more important because that average lead is way colder on average. Absolutely. And their interest level just drops like, like you wouldn't believe once minutes after they put that thing in. And the Absolutely. challenge of really doing lead nurture well for a lot of gym owners, even if it's the owners, is well, they may be doing other things and they can't get to them right away. Yes. You know, speed, and that's, speed. that's, yep. Absolutely. It's yep. huge. And, and sometimes logistically, it's just not possible. Yeah. Yeah. Because let's face it, if the owner is still coaching sessions or they're in sales appointments, they will not follow up when it's convenient for the lead. They'll follow when it's convenient for them. Yeah. So it's like, I can call you around five o'clock tonight. Well, I'm the lead and I'm taking my kids to soccer practice. So that won't work for me. So if we're in customer service. We got to do it when it's right for them, not when it's right for us. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's definitely tough to kind of like, you know, bring up what you're bringing uh, brought up earlier is about the, the lead becoming a buyer. You know, like first thing I, I always like to like share with a new owner, um, especially because, again, we're not perfect. I don't think any business is. There's times we get an account and the first two days there's no sale and that doesn't make people happy. Obviously, that's our goal is to get like fast sales, fast wins. We have a whole checklist how to get to a fast win because we know that that really makes the owner feel good that like, hey, I made the right decision to come on board. But I think, you know, again, I'm going to be honest, there's accounts that we, we haven't been able to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I just say, hey, let me ask you a couple of questions. Uh, number one, trust equals transactions. So my belief is that these people aren't, you know, getting back to us because they simply don't trust us and we got to build some more trust. So what we then coach the owner to do um, and I mean, we do this with all accounts, but we just kind of hold their feet to the fire to get it done at this yeah. point is what we call a trust building campaign. And it's a really short five to seven message campaign, but just sharing stories with these people, these leads that you have, because uh, people don't buy from companies, they buy from people. Do they know you, the owner? When's the last time you went live on social media and told the community why you opened the gym or who you are, or your story? So that's literally what the trust building campaign is, is like email number one, I'm the owner. Here's why I open this gym. Email number two, here's one of our top trainers. Here's why they're a trainer, why they're choosing to train at my gym, why we believe in our mission. Email number three and four, you know, hey, these are my clients. Here's their story. This is this person with three mm -hmm. kids. None of it is really even fitness and nutrition facts, which we're really like overwhelming the internet with as trainers and coaches. It's stories. I'm like, hey, you're putting on your director hat. You're Hollywood. The, each one is a movie. I want Preach. the movie as the owner. Preach. It's yeah. story selling. <laughs> story is what motivates all human beings since our existence. Yes. It's how we teach things. It's every single religion or fairy tale or this or that. It's stories. Stories are how humans communicate. Yes. Every single culture has told them from the earliest days and it's what it's what influences people to make decisions to change to inspire to build trust whatever it is it's all about stories yeah and too often we just get right into oh no everybody says to eat this you should be eating this yeah. they, they're not there yet they and, and I'm, I'm gonna admit i did that for years like yeah. i just did. gave out and i became known as that so then it gave me feedback to keep doing it yeah they're like, thanks for that breakfast idea. I made it for my kids. They loved it. And, oh, I didn't know this had this ingredient. I'm going to stop buying that. And, like, 
I just saw myself as a teacher and I was just educating, educating labels. And this has got a lot of protein. And, you know, then I would eventually come to a realization down the road that like, Hey, like I'm sharing a lot of good information, but people come in we don't really feel connected. They're like, they're mm-hmm. there to extract some information. They don't know who I am. I don't know who they are. And so like, it's really easy to kind of leave because there's no connection built. And so when I had that aha, it it did take time. I really had to like hear it over and over. So everyone's hearing it today. Yes. Like let this be the next rep that you hear it and like, you know, continue to influence you to move to stories. All right. One, One way that it finally like resonated with me. I don't remember where I heard it, but they said, Hey, if your content doesn't have a soul, if it doesn't make you feel anything, it will not make the reader or the consumer feel anything. And they say all the content that sticks that you stop, there is an emotion you are looking to get from it. Even if it's entertainment, you're looking to laugh. Or when it's got like that suspenseful music, you're looking to be inspired. You know, it's like why we love those Rocky montage scenes. They have like awesome music. And then you want to go to the gym. It made you feel something and then led to an action, right? So it's like inspired. Um, Maybe it's angry. Look at what these guys are doing. They're hurting people. They're damaging metabolisms, whatever. You know, the whole internet is filled with like anger, but there's some sort of soul out of the content. And so what I, that's what made finally woke me out of that trance is like all my content had no soul. It was all just information which could be found on the internet. And that's great. And there, you know, there should be a little bit of that maybe, but it's not typically going to move people to be connected to your brand and you as the owner and why they should work with you. So then I started switching my content like, hey, I used to be overweight. And so immediately guess what overweight people are going to do? They're going to connect with me. I used to be 260 pounds. I was ashamed of myself. I would look in the mirror, not like what I saw. I would say negative things to myself. Um, you know, I I would dev- not talk to girls like, and I and then I, everyone's like, oh my god, I didn't know that story about you. Like, you know, oh my god, like you you went through the same thing as me. How did you do this? How did you do that? And now the tips came from like, hey, we're the same person. Now tell me how you got here, rather than like, hey, you're this trainer, you're Mister Perfect. You wake up motivated. You sprint to the gym. You eat broccoli all day long. And they kind of put me as this like robotic terminator that's, you know, like never makes a mistake. And now I became more real when I put that soul in my content. So again, that's what the point of a trust building campaign is, is to get your leads to trust you and to connect with you. So then they will buy from you. It's not because there's a discount or you're doing a crazy sale or because you've stumbled upon the best fat burning program. It's because they want to buy from you because they believe in you. They want to support you and they trust you. And that's what that whole campaign is meant to do. So, um, yeah. <laughs> important. Those things are important. I mean, that's when we got introduced, right? We hopped on a call. You know, I kind of told you how, you know, my history and how PT Legends started accidentally. And it's funny. You had the same kind of story. You had multiple multiple locations. You experienced this pain. You created the solution. And then you figured out, holy cow, all these other people want the solution. And there you go. There's your secondary business that started on that. Yeah. Um, which is amazing. And so we connected and, and it, yeah, builds trust between us. Plus guys, I, if you're just listening to this, Dustin has a great look. So as he's lost the hair up in the top of his head, it's migrated down to his face, just like me. It's a yeah. very handsome and felt brother from another mother. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And, and one more thing I'm just going to share on that. Yeah. So that was, you know, good examples. Like you're going to meet other business people, like, guess what? Walk into another local business and connect with them. Man, isn't being a business owner hard right now? Brick and mortar, like connect with them, not go in and, Hey, I had this offer for you. And yeah. it's like, 
you know, connect with people. And I, I think especially me as like a guy, like that, that was the hardest thing. It's like, I'm very type A too. Like, let's get to business. Here's my offer. What do you say? And so I've really had to like evolve and change that and really check yeah. myself on that because uh, it, it just made a massive impact in my business. So that's why I get really hyped up. But back to like the leads, what the reason people don't, you know, buy from you quick is because they don't trust you. The people who are the quickest to buy are the ones that have already heard about you, a friend's training there, they've seen your post, they've seen, maybe they've been following your content, but that's why they're a lay down. A lot of times we get like, oh, they must have heard, you know, like we're the best, we're awesome. Man, did you see I sold that person? You didn't sell that person. They're ready to go. They're friends training with you. They've driven by your gym a million times. They were a lay down. You didn't have to sell. They just mm -hmm. said, take my money. The the then there's a hard nose, right? Like I'm moving next month. I simply can't afford it. There, you know, the, my doctor said you got to take three months off your after your knee injury. There's just no way you're literally going to sell that person. But the final third category are the ones where salesmanship comes in and trust is important. And so those third of people are like on the fence. And what you say and how you build trust will knock them to the hard no or the hard yes kind of category. And what we found is that you know, people often assume that their leads should be buying immediately. Like, hey, they opted in, they expected this interest. I'm like, they just took a step. There might be 20 steps they need to take to finally feel comfortable. That was just one step is like opting in. And I, and I challenge gym owners with this. I'm like, tell me the last time you followed somebody on social media and that very same day you bought something from them or you opted in and that same day you also bought from them. What did you really do? You consume their content for 30, mm -hmm. 60 days. You read their emails. You saw their posts. And eventually they wore you down, right? That's influence. It's like a repetition, repetition, coming at different angles, influencing. And, and so trust is getting to know who they are. Yep. yep. Right. And that's, yeah, it's, I can't tell you how many people that start with PT Legends and they've listened to 10, 20 episodes of the podcast because they get a sense of who I am, who Dave is, who Will is, what our character is. You know, they hear some stories about how we've overcome the obstacles in our gym that helped others do the same thing, right? It takes a while to get trust and belief yep. uh, in the market. And and so that's uh, like, they'll be angry. They're like opting in, but no one's buying. And it's just mm -hmm. like, that's why I push back. When's the last time you opted in and bought the same day? What we need to do is we need to build trust. The faster we build it, the faster they'll buy. So if your trust building campaign, if you really refine it, over, you know, let's say it's seven or 10 days, they become a buyer. Well, that's phenomenal. That, that's great. Could you get it to where it's three days where you build enough trust with them in three days? Like that's the game is like, I want to like hack speeding up trust. Mm -hmm. And so that's what gym owners should be working on. And so I say, hey, kind of exnay yourself creating content anymore about information. Everything must be a story and it must be a, uh, a struggle. And there must be some sort of soul behind it, an emotion you're trying to elicit. And sometimes it could just be, hey, I'm the humorous guy. I like making people laugh. Cool. You're getting an emotion out of them. Or I want to inspire them with, you know, motivation. That's great. Or I want to make them angry that a client came in and I found out she was doing HCG and on 500 calories. And that pissed me off. And that's why I opened a gym. But there's some sort of emotion or soul. Information doesn't really cause an emotional response. So like that's the big overhaul all of us can do with our content is just put some more soul emotions into it and you will create that that gap of trust quicker because that's what speeds it up is emotions but just getting three or four pieces of information heck even me doing you know more B2B I had to change that that everything was like here's a text that worked for me here's a campaign mm -hmm. that worked for me here you go guys 
And like, I wasn't really connecting with anybody. And then I said, Hey, this is what I'm struggling with in my business, man. I had a tough talk with a team member. Um, I thought this would work and it wouldn't. And so I'm just sharing how I'm eating crap. And then people are like, Oh man, you're real. You don't have it all figured out. I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> we haven't known each other for that long, but I've seen your stuff and I've seen that. And I like that. I connect with that. And I've shared, I think one of my, I can't tell you, I got a lot of messages when I had just shared when two of my locations shit the bed, mm. right? Cause I grew it too quickly. Right. And didn't know what the hell I was doing. And I was in a position where two of them were just like bleeding out like crazy and nearly lost them. Right. And just me sharing that I got multiple messages because sometimes people are struggling out there and they just need to hear other people are struggling. When I was in that phase in my business, I was lucky enough to stumble upon a couple of podcasts that I've been listening to for a long time. They crush it, but they shared that episode at, you know, their low points. And it made me feel just so much better that like, I, I'm not a failure. I can get out of this. It's, and, it's really important to be real, I think. And, and that's the response that I think people hope for, but mentally you don't think you'll get it. You'll think people will think lower of you, man. You right. suck. Wait, you're struggling. Oh my God, you're terrible. They won't. In fact, they'll say, oh, my God, me too. And that's what yeah. you want. Right. And so I think that's the fear is like what you think will happen and what actually happens. And so, again, encouragement to everybody mm -hmm. listening. Again, I'm a guy. I struggle with it. Be more vulnerable. Share what you're struggling with. Talk about how you don't feel like working out today. Talk about how you just want to eat candy and pizza and you don't want to eat healthy. Talk about how, you know, you went through a bad patch and something. But like that's the stuff people will say. When I need a coach, I'm going to go to them. There are people watching and reading. And again, a consistency, we know that that's important. Um, if you're consistently putting out content, they're watching, they're lurking, they're reading. Most of social media, I found that's what it is. It's lurkers. Like very few of your percentage of actual followers like and comment and engage. People just see it and they just keep going, right? And so uh, I had one example where I, I'm pretty regular in my email blast. And one lady, for some reason, finally bought and she told me, I've been on your email list for two years and I have not bought anything. But what you said today really resonated with me. And now I want to join this trial program. And so, like, let that be a testament that, you know, hey, guys, hopefully we're all thinking long term. We're thinking a decade. We're not asking ourselves, how am I going to get a sale tomorrow, next month? Mm -hmm. Thinking decades. And that's what you want that content, that trust building to be. Like, we're not going anywhere anytime soon. I'm in it for the long haul. So I want to share with you how we can connect, right? That was one of your posts that I just saw the other day. Um, yeah. And guys, what Dustin's talking about is something that has taken me a long time to learn too. And I am still actively getting better at because I am like Dustin, I am tend to be type A. I'm about business. I'm a very objective focus. Like, all right, what do we do? Boom, 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 boom. And slowing down, playing a longer game, right? And taking time to connect with people and telling stories instead of just like, oh, you got to do this because this freaking slays. It kills it. Like, just do yeah. this. You've you've got to take a little bit different approach. And it's I'm still not that great. I have to catch myself a lot. Same. To catch myself a lot. <laughs> and when I was at the ClickFunnels, uh, or the Funnel Hacking Live event in Orlando, and there's four days with these just amazing speakers, one after another, after another, after another, after another, like Ed Milet and this, 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 this. They all have different styles, but they all do this and they all do it masterfully. Mm -hmm. And that's why you leave so freaking pumped and jacked up and wanting to take action is because not because they just gave you these killer tactics, right? Verbatim that you can go and do. 
it's because they told you some strategies through stories that in, got you to believe it and inspire you to take action. Exactly. And I then think- I, I, after that, I'm like, oh, man, I don't do that enough. <laughs> so I'm working on it just like you. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that, like you said, every speaker, look at the formula. What is the opening mm-hmm. thing? Their story. And that's how they compress trust quicker. I need to get a room of 4,000 people to trust me. How should I do it? Tell my story and be vulnerable. Not mm-hmm. slide deck number one, right into tips. Hey, guys, here's how to make a million dollars next month. No one's going to take action because they don't trust me. They got to first trust me. Then I can kind of drop the seeds of knowledge and help them, you know, uh, learn how to implement them. Um, and then the other thing, you know, you brought up is like when you when I see myself in someone else's story, we all do it when we watch a movie. You're like, oh, if they kidnap my daughter, that guy's done. Bullet to the head. I wouldn't have even taken that long, you know, and like the movie's not about us, but we selfishly put ourselves in everything. Right. I teach mm-hmm. this to the coaches. Hey, guys, if I took a picture of the room and then I put it up on the slide deck, where would your eyes go first? yourself. How do I look? Do I look fat? Do I look jacked? Is the shirt filling up? You know, like what was the the smirk on my face? And then I'll look at everybody else. Right. So it's normal to, to be worried about selfishness to say like, uh Oh, am I talking about me too much? You know, uh, what will they think of me? Like, let's skip my story. Who am I? Let's just get straight to the content. Mm -hmm. But that's what makes people get connected. And again, another example is how many movie stars or artists do we love, but you've never even met them in, in person and shook their hand. You, you don't even know who these people are. All of them. Yeah. How, how do you form your opinion off of the content and the media they put out to the world? Right. But you trust them. If you saw Denzel Washington, you probably, Hey, what's oh, up, man? You're he's the such man. A, and you know, the people say he's such a good guy. It's yeah. Like, really? do, do you really know? Right. It's, it's exactly what you're talking about. So, so your content, people will form an opinion yeah. on you. They'll mm-hmm. build trust with you. And then it can also repel the people that you're or your non-audience. You're like, okay, good. I'm glad you're repelled. I don't serve you. You know, like, that's okay, guys. And that's what you have to understand is that you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea and you don't need to be. Yes. I mean, it, unless you're willing to kind of push some people away. Right. And it's not that like you're actively pushing them away, but some of it might not resonate. Right. And if you're being truthful and honest, it might not resonate with people and they get pushed away. Don't be afraid of that. Because there's only one way you're going to pull people in towards you. You need to have a little bit of that polarity to attract people. Otherwise, you're just in this middle zone, right? Where you're not bringing anybody to you. And you don't need everybody. You don't need everybody. You need a set finite amount of people to make your business very successful. Hopefully, you have high prices. So it's not that many. Yes. But you don't need everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, I, I would be remiss to not scratch my itch. And that is to now deliver actual strategy and value to the gym. Oh, let's do it. Get some more leads. Let's do it. <laughs> so as much as I just threw that under the bus, I'm like, but yeah. now I want to do it with you guys. Um, and, it, you know, again, these are all evolving. These are what we found now in today's world, 2022, are the best performing follow-up systems. And I got three that I do want to share with the audience that will help them to get more sales. Uh, the trust building is like, the umbrella, like none of these will work unless trust exists. But once trust is established, run these systems and you guys will get more of your leads to convert into sales. Um, and so, Scott, I'm also very open and coachable. So if there's any of these that are against what you teach in PT Legends or you have a way if you think they could be better, please stop me challenging me. Tell me how they can be better because I'm very open because, like I said, these are just what we're testing. We do work with, you know, over 100 almost gym owners across the country now. 
And so uh, it's one of those things that we are testing it ourselves in multiple locations. I'm testing it at mine, but they're always up for, you know, improvements and upgrades. Very cool. Um, so the first one is leads. So the way we kind of classify a lead and a prospect is a lead is somebody who is hot and they've opted in very recently. We say day zero to 21. We call them a lead after day 22. We call them more of a prospect. They're mm-hmm. like, kind of interested, but they're not like a hot lead. Like call them now. So if you guys got brand new leads, first things first, put them into that trust building campaign. I know we want them to buy today, but let's just face it. They're not right. You're not going to have people that are going to buy immediately. Does that mean you should not like kind of just leave them alone? No, they're getting something. They're getting a contact from us, but they should also be getting stories from you in that trust building campaign. So what we do is we do a system we call the five by two follow up. All right. And so what that stands for is five days two a day. So call and text, call and text, call and text. That is from the salesperson calling to find out, are you in that category of the laydowns? You're ready to go. You're ready to sign up. You're a quick sale, right? Then there's going to be people who aren't in the background. They're getting your trust building campaign where it's stories. And maybe they're not answering the calls and the text because they don't know who you are. So that trust building campaign is doing its job and it's building that trust, right? So that's the first system. Again, we kind of give everything a little title so it's easy to remember, but we call that five by two, easy to remember, one and two every day of the of the week in that first five days. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's for your brand new leads. We were talking about earlier, speed to lead, get them on a call as quickly as possible. I know we're very much in a texting and a DM world, but typically our customers who are middle-aged and older adults they have concerns and they have questions and it's better to get them all knocked out on a phone call back to back rather than texting back and forth. And it might take three days, right? So you're compressing the conversation by having it on a phone call. Um, so I'm a little old school like that. I like getting on phones we with people. We love that. So we we do a discovery call, usually Good. seven minutes, no more than 10. Yep. Um, and uh, ours might be a little bit different than yours. Right. Of course. But uh, but yeah, that phone call, it's it really sets things up. Yeah, it really sets things up. And, you know, they hear the trust or the, the comfort and the connection and that, you know, hey, we're here to take care of you. We're not here to beat you down. We're here to build you mm-hmm. up. And then, boom, that kind of creates this warm introduction to the business. Um, and so, again, that's that in itself, guys, like just owning leads coming in and doing a, a two a day and managing where they are in that timeline. Are they on day three, on the day one? You know, we don't do a lot of automations either. And automations are great, but it feels really impersonable when you responded to text one and then another text comes in and doesn't even reference what you reply, right? So that's why I'm a fan of like maybe after one initial auto text, everything is manual from there because we yeah. want personalized responses. I'm a, I am I agree with you on that one. Over automation, um, while it's convenient, right? It, it, it does have its limitations. Yeah. Um, and it can be a detriment sometimes. And uh, quite often our flows are cut off. We'll have some automated stuff, but as soon as they respond, it triggers it and they are, Love it. Uh, it, it trigger, it, it stops the automated stuff because yeah, you're, you're exactly right. They'll send something, then they'll get another text. That's totally different. And you're like, okay, this is a machine. Yeah. This is a bot, you know? And that's how you can tell. So we, we really train our team personalized responses. Nothing should be scripted. You, you should never find something in one of our manuals or from another team member. You copy, press, press send. There should be something you've added. Like, I know you said you have a back injury. That's why I think this program could be a good fit. You said you want to lose 20 pounds. Well, you came to the right place. We specialize in helping people with fat loss. Like, that's how we want the, the responses to be. 
Um, and then they'll feel like a friend's messaging me, somebody that's an actual human. We've all been irritated by too much computers and bots and auto chats. It's nice to know someone's writing you back and forth, right? Um, so the second one I want to share with you guys is uh, the uh, a referral one, okay? And so there's two referral uh, programs that we teach. And so the first is called the trial duplication system. And so what this is, is not enough people do it. Every time you sell somebody a trial program, a challenge, anything, always ask for a referral at that juncture because most people want to start a fitness journey with a friend if an invitation is extended. So if you have some sort of cool way to you know give that to them, maybe their friend can join for half off. Maybe you'll even give it one workout for free with a friend. Um, but we do it after the, the transaction has been completed. You, you know, it's backfired if you ask before. You're mm -hmm. like, hey, before you start this 28-day challenge, do you got a buddy that wants to join with you? You're actually, let me call you back. I'm going to go call my friend. And then you just lost the sale. So instead, bam, credit card's been ran. It went through Ms. Jones. Awesome. By the way, do you got anybody else who you'd like to have come with you into this program and join this challenge? Three out of 10 we found will easily give you a referral, no even uh, you know hard pressing on it. The, uh, another two out of those 10 will give it to you after their first workout. Like they wanna vet you and make sure you're good. So if you ask a second mm -hmm. time after their first workout, you can clean up some more. I, I almost feel like 100% of the gym owners I talk to, nobody's doing this. This is so simple, it costs nothing. No ad spend, no marketing. It's just having the cojones to ask for it, right? And and that's something that, again, too many people are missing out on. So I had to share Agreed. that. Agreed. <laughs> we, built, we built it into our process too. Like, yeah, you wanted it at, right up front, like you were talking about, right? Right after the sign and uh, or on board. But then, yeah, we even built it into like week six once they've seen amazing results. Yes. It's just built into the process because you you have to. Gym owners are really guilty. We all know we need to do it, but we just don't. Well, I think it's one thing is it's mindset of like, I just asked them for something and I got it. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to over ask. I don't want to bother them. Agreed. But you're like, you're helping this person have more stick rate, more accountability by getting a buddy. And if your mission is truly to help as many people, why would you not try to get more people into your gym? Right. That's what any gym owner is going to say. Um so again, that's an easy one. Implement that if you guys aren't doing it already. That's that's a gimme. Another one is going to be more in your, your member base. And so we call it the referral king or queen red carpet system. Okay. And so think of a king or queen. They're walking in on a red carpet to their throne. We all have this. If you have this label now, if I asked you, who's your member king or queen that just referrals you like crazy, right? And so there's probably one or two in each gym. And so these are people you want to treat them like royalty. You want to give them a little extra gifts that maybe all your members don't because they just keep bringing so many dang people. Maybe it's another gym or sorry, gym or another business owner that, uh, you know, talks to a lot of people. Mine, funny enough, tend to be hairstylists because they got ladies in their chair all day and they're talking us mm -hmm. up. And if they got fit and they're feeling good about themselves, they got to just talk about it. I mean, I'll send these gals edible arrangements. I'll give them gift cards, you know, Fleming Steakhouse, like all the works because I want to just encourage them to keep doing that. And it's a little bonus that, you know, you're not giving anybody else because they're just nonstop bringing you people. Um, the second one would be teachers. Crazy as it sounds, teachers, man, they're like a birds of a flock to get like, they just go together. And so you get one teacher in and then they're going to tell all the other teachers. Um, so if you got one that you're like, this is our number one referral person. 
now consider them that referral king or queen and once a quarter send them some sort of extra gift and mention why you know like hey this is a gift because we appreciate that you're always shouting us out and telling people about us and this is our way of saying thank you um you're going to keep getting more from that person so that that's another simple system that we can do to get more leads in our gyms <laughs> love it love it absolutely yeah so there's just um those are the main ones, you know, like there's the trust building campaign, just, you know, always running in the background. Heck, even your if you have like a huge database and you haven't had them go through anything like that, put them through that. And I bet you're going to get some bites. It's not till the yes. end that we start making a sale and asking. Then you got your five by two for your leads. And then you got your uh, trial duplication system and red carpet referral king or queen system. So um, again, guys, those are those are the tips and strategies I wanted to come locked and loaded to share with you, because like if you do these now, boom, more sales tomorrow, like instantaneous results. Yeah. It's such low hanging fruit. Um, yeah. And it's we're always looking for like the latest. Tips and tricks and like little little hacks on how to get TikTok followers and this and that and the other. Yeah. Like we're just chasing these little things. But are we really doing the 20% of things that are going to yield us the 80, 90% of the results? Are we really doing those to the fullest extent? Quite often, the answer is no. Yeah, that's the Quite basic. often, the answer is no. And I mean, in, in my gyms, we just don't bother with so many of these little things, you know, because I'll be in other groups or get and they're, they're They're just splitting hairs over these little things, right? And I'm like, I, how are you even asking this question? That's not even worth my time to even think about. Like yeah. that is, you know, because you've got to get really good at just a few things and then your business can blow up. You know, it's funny when you say that something that comes to mind is like, like gear, like t-shirts, like mm -hmm. how many members do you got? How many t-shirts you really going to sell? And then what is your margin on that? So all this work, design it, talk to the printer, Ooh. get it there. Now I got to, you know, sell it to all my members. I sold 20 shirts. I made 10 bucks a shirt. I made $200. Like yeah. then, so then they'll be on the groups and be like, Oh, does anybody have a better, you know, a cheaper provider for t-shirts? And then you spend like three hours looking for a better, you know, print design t-shirt place or whatever Yeah. to save like a dollar a shirt, you know, and then you're polling your, your customers to see what they like. And then this, and then that we'll have the fall collection or we'll do, you make like $40. You know, it's, yeah. but it's, or so one of your transformation programs that make thousands in one conversation, $4,000 off of one conversation yeah. with somebody who's already an existing client of yours. Yeah. Better it's crazy. You focus on the right things. You can bring in $30,000 from your own members in a month. It's yep. because there's so many people that need more than workouts and you just learn how to have those conversations, how to sell it and make that pitch. Like, with your story, a lot of what you said, you're not just selling a program. I mean, you're, you're selling the solution to what they need, that bleeding neck issue. But the way that that you really get their belief in this program and the, the fact that it's going to solve this problem once and for all for them is with your pitch. Your story is in your pitch. The reason why you do this is in your pitch. The reason why you want them to do this, because it's exactly what they 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 need that sells it. Yeah. Love it, man. That trust. Good, good words of advice. One thing that um, I kind of like talk myself into not getting distracted is we all probably remember that meme of The Rock where he's just screaming, focus at himself. Like, focus, focus. Mm -hmm. 
I literally will do that. If I catch that I am getting squirrely and I'm looking at some supplements or like t-shirts or something that's like not going to bring in a yeah. lot of money, I'll literally say a lot, Dustin, focus. That's distracted. Don't think of it. You know, don't look at that. I'll literally talk to myself. It's crazy. That sounds, but it's one of those things that it is a trainable muscle over time. If, if you feel guilty, if you feel like we just called you out and you're like, Oh my God, I do that. You know, like terrible idea. And so that's just something that you can build over time. Don't feel bad that, and don't think it's going to change tomorrow. Right. But it's one of those things that you got to constantly be asking yourself, what is the ROI on this activity that I'm working on? You know, and so it's like, if it's not something that you feel is your, your hourly value or even 10x, because your goal is to eventually build your hourly value up. So you got to be doing more and more, you know, high, higher ROI things over time. Figure out a way to not, not do it or combine it with someone else's role and delegate it or, you know, just like not not even move forward with it. But it's one of those things that we we have to constantly be auditing our time and ourselves and it's not something that ever goes away. You got to keep working at it and it will get better through repetition. Mm -hmm. But the other thing I would say is make sure you have some outside eyes, have a mentor, because we sometimes are really bad at calling ourselves out on things. We can justify, yep. no, this client's been bugging me for a while for shirts. I got to get them shirts. I promised them shirts. So maybe you need Scott to like get on your butt and say, if I hear about these shirts one more time, I'm going to like, I'm going to explode. Like, do not do that. It is a waste of your time. And so we, we're just really bad at saying no to people. We're people pleasers, typically in the fitness industry. Yep. And so now you'll have a choice. You're like, do I let the client down who wanted the shirt or do I let Scott down, who is my business coach and who I've hired to like, you know, help me grow this thing. And you're going to pick the bigger one. Right. And so they're going to go that route. So, again, have outside eyes, always audit your time, check that you're doing high ROI activities. And it is something that will get better and better over time if you keep checking yourself. Absolutely. And that, that outside perspective helps so much. Because it might be something that's interesting or this. It's just so easy. We're, we all do it. I, I have to battle that, right? Yeah. And and having somebody that helps you do that, I'm like, no, don't even, don't, even don't even think about that right now. That is the last thing you should be spending any time or even mental energy on. And then, yeah. then you're like, oh, yeah, you're right. Right? Because if I just did this and this, that would be the, yeah. Right? It, so you're, you're absolutely right. And um, it's hard. It's a battle. But you get better at it over time, like you said. And having a coach can really help you. We always are working with a coach, always hiring somebody. Yeah, I'm the same way. And that's why yeah. we had that hockey stick like growth with everything. You know, it, it um, all your wins and all your gains and all your knowledge and all this, it compounds. And so it takes a while to compound before compound interest really starts taking off. But when it takes off, you're shooting through the roof. And And this is a good way for, you know, gym owners to think about it. You're always one higher away from a completely different business, a completely upgraded business. True Think about story. like if you ran it alone, you're like, if only I could have somebody run the morning sessions, I can work on marketing and sales. And then you hire them and you get it back. If you did the right thing and you truly went and did marketing and sales, you didn't jerk around your time. And mm -hmm. you have to still go and do evening sessions. Like, man, if I could just get someone to do that, I could have the whole day and I could dominate. And then there's the next thing, like, I got to get admin, I got to get HR, I got to get, maybe eventually you do get marketing or sales off your plate. And you're always hiring out you, you know, you are now evolving to the next thing. Uh, sometimes that hire is in your gym, but oftentimes the next big thing will come from hiring a mentor or a coach. And Absolutely. so it's not always, you know, a service or, or a person to work in your gym. Sometimes it's a, a mentor. And so go ahead. 
always one higher ways, kind of some absolutely know, I would say to myself. And, and sometimes hiring outside provider to do that, like gym reinforcements, like whatever else, when whatever different roles, sometimes the be- that's the best way to do it because they already have found the people. They've already trained the people yes. and they manage the people. So it can give you some ultimate leverage. It is very tempting to be like, oh, I need to hire some that. Like how often have you tried to like hire somebody locally or whatever to do your social media or something? It just doesn't work out quite often because the chances of you running into somebody who's already kind of really knows how to do that. and It's just, yeah, yeah, they know how to use Instagram and TikTok because that's what they do, but it doesn't (laughs) mean they know how to use it. That's effective for your business. Yes. Especially if you're not strong in sales. So like if Mm -hmm. they're working with you or they're trying to develop their sales skills, how good of a salesperson do you think you can develop if you're not good at it? Right. You're probably not going to teach somebody how to overcome objections. So it's like, I better hire this out while I work on myself. And yeah, just like any great coach, eventually we want to see you be on your own. You don't, we don't want you to have to depend on us forever, but if that's not now, you should hire an expert to come in and do it while you develop yourself. And then you can be so badass at it that you now can reproduce yourself. That was again, the only reason that I I'm very confident in our skills at gym reinforcements, because I was the sales machine. I had a high closing percentage. I knew what to say. I know what to text. So it's very easy for me to duplicate myself into other people and create an army of salespeople that'll dominate for the fitness industry. Um, I meet a lot of gym owners that they're not. I'm I'm a great coach. I know a lot about nutrition. I'm the great, I'm great at fixing form. So great, you probably produce great coaches. And then you should really spend some time developing coaches to take that off your plate so you can go then work on sales skill. Cause that's the the hindrance that you don't have that you need to work on or hire somebody else that can do it for you. So. Absolutely. And that's the stage we're in. We just like, who's the best in the world at this? Let's hire them. Who's the best in the world at that? Let's hire them. And that's how you level up. And um, Dustin, I look forward to learning a lot more about gym reinforcements. I know we'll have you inside of um, our group or one of our quarterly war rooms to teach yeah, a lot of stuff. Good, yeah. Your services are are really what a lot of our people need because they come in and they're just exploding their businesses because they're they're selling programs now with two thousand to eight thousand dollars, and at the same time, if they got a group model, typically they're doubling their prices. Nice, and they are just exploding in cash flow, and they are scaling up and scaling out of their roles. And even you know, Shannon Logo, kudos to her. Like she's just like, nah, I don't want to do lead dealership anymore. She's she can do that. So she's actually found and trained, developed, and hired somebody. Well. And she's not the only one who would like to do that, but it is time consuming to find and hire and train and develop and manage. And so um, your services are really good match for a lot of our legends as they're scaling up, they're scaling out and they're just like pay to get rid of that, pay to get rid of that. Let's go, you know? Um, so I'm really excited to, to, to keep continue learning more and more about it. And uh, cause I know this is a great match for, yeah. for our audience for sure. I'm there, man, whenever you need me. And I'm a big believer in like, I'll happily teach everything we do to everybody. But if that sounds like a lot of work and they don't want to do it, bring us in and we'll solve it for you immediately while you work on it on the back end. But yeah, I, I awesome. love that that's your mindset is to help them make as much money as possible because money does help you solve your problems in your business quicker. When you don't have it, that's when the stress is at its peak level. Oh, yeah. Pay for the best coaches and you can pay for the best salespeople and you could pay for the best like that's when you get to see your business get self-actualized to what you dreamed it could be. So Absolutely. thank you, Scott, for everything you're doing for the fitness industry, man, because I know 
you're helping to challenge the beliefs that have been in our industry for too long and getting people to upskill themselves so they can have the, the business of their dreams. Absolutely. That's it. Freedom with your finances, freedom with your time um, and your mindset. So Dustin, thank you so much for coming on, dropping these awesome uh, gold nuggets on us. So really, 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 really appreciate that. Um, and again, to everyone listening, thank you for, for watching and listening to this episode. Don't forget to subscribe. Leave us a review if you found this knowledgeable. And last of all, Dustin, before we let everybody go, uh, what's the best place for them to find you, connect with you? Yeah, thank you for having me on, man. It's been a pleasure. Always love connecting with other people who have gone through all the muck to, to kind of get higher up in their business. So that's awesome and love connecting and getting to know you more, Scott. But yes, thank you for, you know, kind of like giving me this uh, this platform. Uh, they can find us at gymreinforcements.com. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Send me a DM, any type of like, you know, questions you guys have about your follow-up and sales. I'll be happy to help do a free diagnosis, kind of just look at what's going on with your sales process. See if I could give you some free tips. Even if you don't work with us, I want to send you off with a better sales process so you can grow it. And not everybody is ready to work with us. We have a certain amount of leads you need. And, you know, you have to be willing to run paid ads and that doesn't work for everybody. So we'll send you off with a better sales process. But yeah, gymreinforcements.com or all social media. And then um, I recently had Scott on my podcast. So give it a listen. And that's the Lunch with a Punch podcast just for gym owners. Awesome. Thank you so much. And everybody, thanks for listening in. Uh, we will see you next week on the PT Legend Show. Dave and myself, Scott, would love to thank you for tuning in and listening to the PT Legends podcast. You can get direct access to us by joining our free Facebook group. Go to www.facebook.com slash groups slash seven-figure personal trainer. That's seven-figure personal trainer with the number seven. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep on learning and keep on living. Finally, if you picked up any tips whatsoever in this episode that you found helpful, be sure to leave us a review and tell us what you like best about it. Can't wait to see you on the next episode.